Hi, I'm Miranda Malasani. Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike is brought to you by Nature's Emporium, your neighborhood health food store offering everything natural and organic with three locations in York Region to help you to eat well and live better. For more information, visit naturesemporium.com and follow them on social for all things health at Nature's Canada. And welcome to Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike. My name is Jim Lang. Yes, I'll be co-hosting today's show with our good friend, Dr. Mike Carroza, because our focus today is men's health. Good morning, Dr. Mike. Good morning, Jim, and thank you very much for coming on this segment. I think it's uh, it's amazing to have you, uh, and I appreciate it. Well, it's uh, this is something near and dear to me because of men's health. I'm I'm in my early 50s. I've had uh, friends. No way. Uh, yes, what? I am. Wow. I've had relatives who have had uh, men's health issues, whether it's prostate cancer or other forms of cancer. So being aware of the warning signs, being aware of what to do, it, to me, is vitally important. It, we know November is Prostate Health Awareness Month. I, I know if caught early, it can be treated. Am I correct in that? Absolutely. And I think, you know, since the the, the, the late 90s um, till, till 2016, you know, we've cut the cancer uh, in terms of prostate cancer. We cut uh, this in half in terms of the amount of people dying from prostate cancer. And it's it's amazing. I mean, we have still, it's a big number, you know, 30,000 individuals die annually in the U.S. of prostate cancer. That's it's, a staggering number. It, it, it is staggering. But can you imagine, you know, ever since we started this, um, you know, Movember, this uh, this this entire prostate awareness, uh, the the prognosis is good and and caught early. Uh, of course, you know we can we can fight this. And you know, can you imagine how it was before the '90s? I mean, we're talking like doubling the death rate. It's, I, now I know that uh, for my wife and a lot of her girlfriends, they they can do genetic testing to see if they are have a propensity to the breast cancer gene or their breast cancer cell. Is there anything like that for men? Yeah. So what they, what the latest research is showing is that if you have this BRCA gene, this is called BRCA. If you have this gene and this is the breast cancer gene, um, actually they're showing that males will actually predispose themselves to prostate cancer. So this is the latest in terms of the greatest, what they can check out and how they can sort of diagnose people early or even screen them. So you're just cause you're a male. If you've had family members with breast cancer, you're not in the clear because you don't have any breasts. I mean, you, you have a prostate and it's the same sort of, you know, um, uh, predisposition. Hmm. I know, you know, I'm not adamant about getting a checkup every year, but when I do get a checkup, my family doctor, the testing they're doing for check my prostate has changed over the years. What is the standard now for checking a guy's prostate to make sure he's healthy? So you want to look at something called a prostate specific antigen. It's a PSA levels. This is what they do now. So, um, the, the, the primitive way of testing, uh, predominantly in, you know, obviously in the early days was on a physical examination. Correct. Uh, and then nowadays, you, you definitely, you know, through blood work, we can see this PSA level, but you, it's it's a little bit confusing because just because your numbers are high, I mean, it will signify that there's some abnormal growth, but there's something called BPH. So it's called benign prostatic hyperplasia. So this is the overgrowth, if you will, inflammation of the prostate gland. So this actually causes, you know, it's not a predisposition by any means to prostate cancer, but it's the cells changing. So this BPH is is um, is also going to be elevated with PSA levels. So, you know, PSA levels not to look at to say, oh my God, if your PSA levels are elevated, it means you have uh, prostate cancer. 
right? But it will actually look at there's something going on. But I mean, we'd have to look at signs and symptoms. And some of those are if you're seeing some blood in your urine and or semen, uh, or if you're having an issue with flow. So definitely, you know, if, if the urinary output is not as, as, um, uh, as what it used to be. So you're not hitting the back of the toilet anymore. Correct, correct. And if that stream is not as steady and then maybe it's interrupted, you know, that could be an issue as well. And, and this could be just a, just a hyperplasia, meaning that an inflammation of the prostate gland in itself, which is normal and it happens. Um, but these are the tests that could, that could take place. But mostly, the most important part in the latest research that came out is that the PSA levels with patients with prostate cancer, when they're getting treatment and if they get detection early, is... Um, looking at this this PSA levels and watching it drop because when it starts dropping as a result of treatment, that's how you know the patient is going to be free and clear. All I've heard about since I was a teenager is testosterone and being strong and being masculine. And I, and I wonder as as a guy gets older, does it have an effect on their male the male body too much testosterone and your prostate? Well, you know. Our, our testosterone naturally declines as we get older. That's nature, right? It's a natural order of things. This is what happens in males. So what they're saying now is that this is actually protective. People, as they get older, because predominantly prostate issues happens you know, in the early to late 50s, um, whether it's BPH or prostate cancer, uh, it could happen a little older because this is what, what, what transpires. But now you know, you, the, the testosterone starts declining, and uh, some men don't like this, and maybe they'll look into synthetic testosterone injections. And this could be a problem, Jim. This could be a problem because you know I know uh, obviously your your focus and and what uh, what you what you love is sports, and and uh, I, I did sports medicine in terms of my uh, rotation when I was in med school. So I, I have a, a, a definitely um, an affiliation with sports medicine, and I understand how athletes want to try to keep their testosterone up. No, no. To be honest with you, I'll just give you a quick rundown. I, I try to be you know, varied fitness, do a balance of cardio and strength, good diet. The only supplement I take is a, a men's multivitamin. Is that a safe way to go, safe game plan for me at my age? Absolutely. And some of these men's uh, multivitamins, when they classify them as men or women, uh, you know, more women multivitamins would probably have more iron due to the fact that more females obviously menstruate. They lose that blood. With respect to men, when you see a men multivitamin, it probably most definitely has things like uh, some vitamins we're going to talk about to help and protect the prostate. So maybe some lycopene or some saw palmetto and absolutely some vitamin D. But we'll get into that in a bit. Well, when we come back, foods to avoid to lower your risk of prostate cancer. This is Health is Wealth on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Have a question for Dr. Mike? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 1059 The Region and welcome back to Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike. I'm Jim Lang with the doctor, my co-host, Dr. Mike Carosa, and we continue our conversation about men's health and prostate cancer specifically. And I, I always wonder about diet. I've 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 been forced because of uh, the high levels of bad cholesterol in my blood to change my diet in the last 10 years and change how I exercise to keep my blood levels good. And there's a history of type 2 diabetes in my family, and that's caused me to change my diet as well. But what about prostate cancer? Is there anything I can do with my diet to help that? Well, the, the, the research is out. I mean, we know... 
predominantly eating plant-based is probably the best. That's probably the one takeaway oh. we can talk about. You know, vegetables are extremely important and plant-based, and it doesn't have to be 100%, but we got to incorporate more vegetables. But in terms of the, the you know, the most recent uh, research out there in terms of diet, um, it's, uh, it's pretty interesting how dairy products... Uh, so, so, so dairy products alone have, uh, uh, will, will actually predispose you to, to higher risks of prostate cancer in terms of men. Uh, it's crazy, right? Cause who doesn't like cheese and, and milk and, and, um, and, and predominantly in terms of our society, we're driven by, by dairy products. And I, my, just, just the natural order of things, doc, my, my level of dairy intake has gone way down over the last number of years. I, I eat a little bit of cheese now and then, but the only dairy I have, I don't know how you classify it is, is like Greek yogurt. Is that a safe dairy to consume? You know, I like the Greek yogurt because it's some. Pro- it's, it definitely has some protein, and then you know because it's the Greek style, or uh, then it's something that's going to be. I, my, my take is always consume organic. I think, or I think the organic side of things are obviously going to be better. Uh, there's going to be less hormones uh, within the animal, and of course, you know what the animal's eating. If it's organic and grass fed, then you know that this is more anti-inflammatory. So I like the Greek style because it's higher in the protein spectrum, but it still has dairy. It's still from a dairy source, and I just think that our sources. Uh, if we consume, you know, more grass fed, there'll be more anti-inflammatory and then this won't even cause the problem to begin with. I know what people are thinking or listening right now, doctor, is that, well, if I get away with my milk and my cheese, my dairy, what about my calcium? What about my bones and that? What about them? Big, big topic. I mean, this is huge. We had it in our last segment. This is a big deal right now because people, uh, there's a common misconception. A lot of people think that they need their calcium from dairy. And the answer is, this is not true. Oh. Yeah, because uh, uh, a head of broccoli, there's more calcium in a head of broccoli than an entire milk carton. Um, and really? this is a fact. Yeah. Uh, cal- you know, your vegetables will give you the sources you need. I mean, supplementation is also you know, recommended. I recommend always supplementation for my patients. But, you know, in terms of backing, let's go back to the diet. I want to talk about something like even chicken. Men who consume chicken with the skin have a higher percentage of prostate cancer. But if it's skinless, it's better for you? You know, that is interesting because the study didn't really talk about that. It just talked about most people have chicken and then with the skin. I mean, I think it's it has to do with fat. I think it has to do with fat. So then we look at other studies, and I always looked at other studies as well, and the low-fat diets start becoming a little bit more favorable. And then especially when we start looking at things like eggs, so if the average uh, male would consume, you know, 2.5 or more per week of eggs, so like more than 2.5 eggs per week uh, versus half of that, yeah. uh, it's an 81% more risk factors of prostate cancer. See, I'm probably two to three eggs a week. That's, yeah. that's about my I limit. mean, you're controlling your cholesterol. You're trying to make a difference in your body composition and, you know, too much of anything is not good. I Correct. think that's the key. So too much dairy. So we're not trying to say, hey, stop eating dairy, stop eating eggs, and stop eating chicken. But I mean, I have a lot of patients in my office that say that come in and say, listen, I'm just eating chicken every day, and and that's not the best, you know, because we, you know, the other thing is that chicken uh, is a grain fed, predominantly grain fed. So this is going to be higher in the omega six fats. And although we want to be more anti-inflammatory, specifically in our diet, you know, having a grain-fed animal is going to predispose us to more omega-6s, and that's going to cause more inflammation. Versus if, let's say, you have a grass-fed beef, 
that's going to be more infl- anti-inflammatory. So I'm planning my menu. I'm thinking about my health. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a male in my late 40s, early 50s. I think I, I do want to eat to make sure my body's around for a long time and I'm healthy for a long Absolutely. time. What are some foods that maybe I should be looking at when I hit my local grocery store? So definitely broccoli is a big one. It's protective. Um, the, the the green tea, the EGCG, so epigallocatechin gallate, that's a long name, uh, but it's just uh, short for EGCG, that you can buy the supplement. This particular um, uh, nutrient actually is the active uh, constituent in green tea that actually is protective against things like prostate cancer. So that's just not a media hoax, doctor. The, the green tea has a big benefit. Yeah, I mean, you got the, so with green tea, you're going to have, you know, you're going to have the caffeine. It's a nice little caffeine kick because it still has enough caffeine, but you're going to get this antioxidant capability as well. And it's that antioxidant where you want to be. That's that antioxidant that actually is the free radical uh, scavenger. So we're going to get into the bloodstream. We're going to take away all the things that are going to cause your body to change in terms of cellular dysfunction. Hmm. So, I mean, some other things that we can talk about are like tomatoes. You know, I, I come from an Italian background. Okay. So eating a lot of, tom- I mean, we, you, know, you know, you can't, uh, you can't beat us because we're doing tomato sauces in the, in our garage <laughs> and you probably see a stream of red if you live with uh, some, some Italians. It's in the constitution. Uh, it's, isn't it? it's in the constitution. You have to do about eight to 10. Uh, you, you can't be a child in an Italian family <laughs> without participating in the tomato operation. So it definitely is an operation <laughs> and it's an average between a hundred to 200 jars depending on the family and the depend but i mean this this is lycopene now we talk in our previous uh uh, discussions about things like lectins it's a big discussion about lectins being pro-inflammatory causing more inflammation but you know the lycopene in tomato which is an antioxidant which is uh, pr- predominantly a carotenoid, which is w- what basically that means is that it's an antioxidant that's going to combat the changes. But the research on lycopene is incredible. It's that red pigment. So yes, you're going to have pro-inflammation, but you're going to have that protection. So I mean, a lot of people say, oh, I can't eat tomato sauce. You know, it's going to cause me to be inflama- inflamed because it's a nightshade vegetable. But think about, you know, the lycopene that's present in there. And, and if you look at population-based studies and the people who consume more tomato base, their risks of prostate cancer go down. And so this is where they got some of this research from. And then they look at just isolating lycopene on its own. And where else uh, can you, what do you think you can find lycopene, Jim? Think of a red vegetable or fruit, uh, if you will. So Apples? Uh, no, let's talk about pigment, watermelon. Oh, Watermelon's big in lycopene, right? And a lot of people say, oh, I can't eat watermelon because it's going to make me gain weight. It's true. But if you're a male out there, you know, try to not to have, and I guess the the common denominator is balance. Right. You know, we can't have too much. You know, let's try to stick it, uh, stick to it in terms of, um, you know, balance and and just try to moderation. I admit, I can't go straight plant. I have to have a little bit of meat. What about fish and shellfish? Fish is actually great. It's been researched uh, to, 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 you know, protect, be protective against prostate cancer. uh, for sure. Uh, a shellfish, obviously, you know, they're a bottom feeder depending on what type of shellfish. You know, you got the crab that's a little bit better. The lobster's a little bit higher things in mercury. Hmm. And then, you know, depending on where you're getting your clams uh, and your, um, you know, you have the uh, the the other shellfish is also uh, a Which crustacean. A, sh- a crustacean is, is, yeah. is a shrimp. Uh, and so these are bottom feeders. So sometimes this can be a little... Um, 
you know, uh, pro-inflammatory as well. I've been hearing a lot about saw palmetto and turmeric. Yeah, so turmeric, oh, uh, we, we had ultra-bile turmeric, and we had a very special guest on our last show, um, Dr. Dr. Fabio DiStefano, who, who actually came out with uh, an ultra-bile turmeric, uh, and the research on turmeric is incredible because mm. not only is it preventative and then treatment for things like prostate cancer, but predominantly a lot of other cancers as well because it treats, uh, even actually treating BPH. And then what, it, um, you know, what is this, uh, this benign, uh, hyperplasia? So benign prostatic hyperplasia, which is BPH. This is actually when testosterone goes rogue. So when our testosterone and our free testosterone goes down, it produced dihydroxy testosterone. So this is the DHT. This is the bad testosterone that can cause a lot of problems. And a lot of the research shows that sometimes if you fuel this negative testosterone, it can actually drive forth to produce uh, bad effects on the prostate. So what you want to do is you want to take like something called an alpha reductase inhibitor and that's things like saw palmetto so you heard about saw palmetto you yeah. mentioned it so saw palmetto and that's probably your multivitamin has that saw palmetto because it'll actually reduce the effects of giving rise to your testosterone and convert it to dht and dht will cause you know uh, that hyperplasia that inflammation of the prostate gland which will change the cells and there is some research suggesting that that changing of the cells in terms of the prostate will predispose expose you to having cancer cells as well. So you want to keep those cells as consistent as possible and eating things like having things like lycopene, taking turmeric and consuming uh, predominantly things like green tea hmm. and th something like saw palmetto can actually prevent, treat and help uh, uh, current patients with, uh, with prostate issues. Uh, any final advice before we break? Um, I think the final advice is like what we've been speaking about. Um, we, we've been talking about balance you know, everything in moderation. You know, we're not going to come on this show and say, Including hey. Including exercise, I would think, right? Exercise is the key. So, you know, cut down on your red meat. You know, cut down on your red meat, your eggs. Um, eat more veggies. Exercise is actually important. And exercise has just shown to, to reduce all forms of cancer. And so getting the blood moving is going to be important. And is then, it like flushing out like like the like a pipes in a house? Like it keeps it clean and moving? It keeps things clean. It keeps uh, your body also to produce testosterone in a healthy amount, right? Because oh. if you because if you if you show your your body that you're actually going to use the musculature, you're going to stimulate your body to produce its own testosterone so that naturally you can fend off instead of taking uh, things. And I always recommend, so I got a lot of patients in my office that say, hey doc, my libido's low, my testosterone's low. Can you hook me up and and and, and and juice me up with some testosterone and the answer is no because first of all as a naturopath i mean it's a it's a you know it's a banned substance testosterone uh, alone but i mean even if i had it in my repertoire i would never use it because th there's too many uh, documentation in terms of research to, to show that testosterone will increase things like prostate cancer or other forms of cancer with, with men. So, but what you want to do is you want to facilitate the increase of this testosterone naturally. And so, I mean, I got a mighty maca here from Nature's <laughs> Emporium this morning. And so maca root um, is that adaptogenic herb that will actually help things like your libido because it naturally upregulates um, testosterone. And in, in females, it'll actually lower things like the bad estrogen. So, I mean, it's this balance of good and bad in terms of your hormones. And so we, what we want to do, uh, Jim, is we want to have the healthy testosterone kicking around because uh, that's what's going to help us with our strength and our muscle and our training. When we come back, the health benefits of massage therapy. This is Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Miranda Malasani. 
Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike is brought to you by Nature's Emporium, your neighborhood health food store offering everything natural and organic. Make it your one-stop destination for freshly prepared meals, clean beauty products, nutraceuticals, and nutrient-dense options in every aisle. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike. Jim Lang sitting in for Tina Cortez, my co-host, the doctor, Mike Carroza. And uh, Mike, we have a very special guest in the studio. Yes, yes. We have a guest here from Apple Med Clinic, Giancarlo Marcelli. Welcome, Giancarlo. Hi, Rick. Guys, thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. How are you? I'm okay. I'm good. You know, it's a good day. I'm it's always happy. a good day with yeah. Dr. Mike. Oh, oh, yeah, I appreciate it. For sure. And so, um, Giancarlo, we're in, you know, obviously we, we share a common space. We, uh, we, we share some mutual patients. I mean, I think it's important because I was happy to have you on, obviously, you know, this is a men's health uh, segment. So it's, you know, we're all males in the room and it's, um, Mm -hmm. prostate awareness month. Uh, and so, you know, we were just talking about testosterone and, and pain, uh, as, uh, as a result, uh, you know, causing, um, you know, low testosterone levels will actually cause just muscle pain. For, for a lot of males and, um, and a lot of, um, you know, when a patient comes in with my office with pain, obviously we want to know why it's not just, okay, let's just do some massage therapy. Mm-hmm. And for so sure. we don't, you know, in, in even yourself, I mean, yeah. you'll love to see a patient with pain, but you definitely, when they keep coming in every week and the pain is still there, there's gotta be a point where you're saying, um, I think we should get this checked, right? Yeah, for sure. Cause you know, people come in and you know, if you're not seeing a progression, over even if it's you know a month or so a couple of weeks here and there you kind of wonder you know is there something underlying that, that, that could be causing it and it's definitely you know important to kind of find out what's going on at that point and that's good at least we can know at that point what you're saying with the uh, testosterone like it can be a huge a huge thing something that people don't know about yeah, absolutely. I mean, I did a talk to some students uh, when I was um, doing uh, more research uh, early on in my career, and I did a talk to uh, to you know I think 150 massage therapists hmm. because uh, they brought me in and 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 um, I thought it was interesting because massage therapists actually are the first. It's almost like that first alarm sign of defense alarm system because if you had muscle pain. You wouldn't really think, Jim, you wouldn't really think to go see your doctor. No, especially guys. We're yeah. horrible for yeah. that. Yeah, it's like, oh, I got pain. Uh, I'm good. I'm or good. or what guys do, I'll go to Giancarlo because uh, something's bothering me in my back or my shoulder or my leg, get it worked on, and then I expect two visits. I should be perfect. Yeah. And it doesn't work sure. that way, yeah. does it? No, not at all. I mean, sometimes it can, but most of the time you do need a little more work just to get everything done because people think, you know, they'll come in once and then they're good for... Yeah, oh yeah, Six thanks. months a year. It's right? like going to the garage, I got my winter tires on. I'll see you in, in spring. I wish it was that easy. It'd be great. Well, and, and, and then think about it, how it's tied into what are you doing for exercise? Are you doing too much of this? What's your diet like? Mm-hmm. What's your family health like? It all must factor into what you do. There's so many things. And a lot of people don't realize it's work too that's a big thing. You know, If you're a desk worker, you're working at a desk eight hours, nine, ten hours a day. When you're sitting in the same spot, like I talked to a lot of people who don't get up. They stay there for the whole eight hours, sit at their desk, and it does, you know, wreak havoc pretty much on your system. Like we're not made to be sitting down for ten hours a day. Well, <laughs> oh, I, I know one thing. My our youngest daughter used to be in competitive gymnastics, and um, after grade nine, she had to stop because she had too many injuries. And we were going mm-hmm. to massage and uh, physical therapy monthly. Her hip, her lower back, her knee—the pounding on that gymnastics no. floor uh, for kids in sports—it's a you have to get a good massage therapist to keep mm-hmm. them going. Oh, for sure, that's great. And and I think I think that's the first step, right? Because in you know you can see. Uh, children too, right, Giancarlo? Like oh, yeah. massages for sort of 
pretty much a lot. There's a wide range, right? Like oh, who who's, sure. who can see a massage therapist? Pretty, pretty much on? everybody. I mean, I remember you can start off even with infant massage, you know, babies who are oh. a month old. And it's just, it's great for them. It allows them to sleep after. And a lot of people do it after their baths. And then they give them like, you know, at least people come in. Like we can show them, you know, what they want to oh, do. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Not a lot of people know about it. So, and, so the baby has a bath. You give them a gentle massage and puts them in a relaxed state, and then they have a decent sleep, which is good for yeah, mom and dad. Well, for yeah, sure. And it it does calm them down a lot. Like you know, after a bath, it's kind of like a routine too, and you get um, to kind of bond with your baby a little bit more, right? Because it's even if it's five minutes here or there, it's it's a big difference. Yeah, I always think about. Um, for guys, especially guys in massage therapy, they're always like, uh, you know, like uh, I'm just I'm just gonna work it through and that. What yeah. point do I go? Hey, maybe I should see someone like you and get something worked on. Um, at, at that, it could be pretty much anything. Like you know, you're getting pain. A lot of people like to well, men, especially, right? You like to think, oh, like you know, I'll give it a couple days. Yeah, I'll yeah, give it yeah. A week, I'll give it a month. It's always still there. Uh, but the thing is, what happens is like when you're getting, just say, it's a shoulder pain or a neck pain. And as you're going throughout your day with work, life, you start to kind of change the way you're moving change because of the pain, right? It's there, but you, you know it's there, but you're changing even like your body mechanics. You know, it's you're not lifting your arm as much, you're using different muscles. So everything in the area starts to tighten up. And that's when you get, you know, more tightness throughout everything else. And you, you start using different muscles. And I, You know, crazy. it's funny you say that. I've heard so many NHLers tell me, admit that they had an injury they tried to fight through it their body compensates and then all of a sudden their hip their knee something's out of whack then they're in big mm -hmm. trouble yeah no and and that's again that's like that's a key sign right because because it's that first little uh incident that happens and you want to get that addressed but oh, then yeah. sometimes when it gets more chronic there's some issues i think you know most importantly is also when patients come in and a lot of complaints that men have is that if they're on a drug let's say for example a statin drug big common um, side effect on taking a drug like a statin is muscle pain. Hmm. It's rhabdomyolysis. It's actually a muscle breakdown. So a Lipitor for cholesterol? Correct. Like a Lipitor or Crestor. This is a statin drug. Uh, depends on the levels. Now, listen, the drug's going to save your life. I'm not saying that it's not going to no, save no, your yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. The research shows that it's going to protect you. If you're not changing your lifestyle, Jim, and you can attest to this. No, yeah. If you're not going to do the things that you have to do, eat right, exercise, and change your lifestyle, then unfortunately, there's no other way that the medical community is going to treat you. So you need to go on a statin. I, I can remember being in my 20s, eating cheeseburgers three days a week and just lifting weights, no cardio. I, I mean, I had no, like that was and no issues, nothing. But once you hit 35, it changed everything in my body. Yeah. Things just start slowing down for yeah, sure. And I had, I, I, my body told me it, it has a funny way of telling you to smarten up, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And, and so does your doctor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so does your doctor. So, I mean, when you're on these kinds of drugs, you'll actually get this pain. And so like some of the men that we just spoke about, you know, they'll say, oh, I got some pain. I'll just go see a massage therapist. And they'll see someone like Giancarlo and then Giancarlo will work on them and do some wonders uh, for sure. But what's going to happen is, you know, that pain's not going to go away. So, I mean, Giancarlo would love to see you 10, 20 times, yeah. but uh, it, it's great. But, I mean, and you'll help them at that moment and you'll help them relax. Yeah. But at the end of the day, there's got to be something that has to be said about, listen, you know what? This pain is still here. Mm -hmm. I, you, you know, you need to get this checked out. So, in terms of my discussion when I had these um, students, I was talking to them. Is this is that first line of defense. They see the patients first on. If they're touching a part of your body, like over your kidneys, and it's a little tender, mm -hmm. I mean, that's got to be a telltale sign it's, itself, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. And you, you have to... 
The thing is, everybody's different, so you have to realize what's going on. Like, you got to feel for it over the years, too, what's muscle pain and what's not. Like, you can tell as you're getting in there. And there's points where, you know, if you get patients like that who, who do have pain and it's not going away, then you start thinking to yourself. Like, you said, you have to kind of refer them out at that point because even though, like, yeah, you want to see them a lot, but if it's not helping, you will say, that, okay, like, my stuff's, like, I'm doing whatever I can. It's not working, so I'm going to, you know, refer him to Dr. Mike and then go from there just to see what's going on, if, you know, if you can do any more tests. And so it, it does, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a big deal. Yeah, and it warrants to do some other further testing for sure on some of these patients so you can look at things like their levels and their testosterone levels or maybe to see if they're on a, on a, if they're on a statin drug, then it's something really simple um, to replenish things like a coenzyme Q10, which will actually help with their muscle pain. Uh, Dr. Mike, if listeners want to connect with Giancarlo, why wouldn't they? Or Apple Med Clinic, how can they do it? Okay, so they can call our office at 905-417-4000. They can uh, check us out online at uh, applemed.ca. They can check us out on Instagram TV. We're at Apple Med Clinic. Um, and if they have any questions, of course, they, they can uh, email the radio station. They call in or they can call in our office. We'll be more than happy to, to give them a consult. But uh, thank you, Jim. I got a little gift for you to wrap up because uh, this has been a lot of fun. I, oh, this is man. a copy of the book I did with Brian Berard, oh, Relentless. So thank you very enjoy much. Enjoy that. There's some incidents of men's health in there that uh, you'll find quite enlightening. That's our show for this week. If you missed any part of Health thank as you. Wealth, go to our website, 1059theregion.com, and go to our podcast page. I'm Jim Lang. Thanks for listening. Health as Wealth with Dr. Mike. We'll see you soon. Take care.